Hello everyone, welcome to Think and Speak Positive by Kivari Paul. This is episode 001 and today we have on the podcast Heidi Johansson, who is the founder of the startup Beauty Square here in Copenhagen. And um, we're going to have a talk with her and she's bright, she's passionate about what she's doing and she's inspiring as well. So enjoy the talk. Welcome to Think and Speak Positive by Kiva Ipal. Today I have an amazing person with me for my first ever episode of Think and Speak Positive. Heidi, can you introduce yourself? Hello everyone. I'm Heidi and I'm the founder of Beauty Square, where I've had the pleasure of working with Kiva. And I'm super excited to talk about this journey with you today. <laughs> yeah, me too. We talked about it and we decided to go with it with the flow. So exactly, let's do this. Yes. So first of all, we are at the meeting room, but what we have in front of us are actually little notes. Mm-hmm. So I'd like you to write a word that comes into your mind. Mm-hmm. Whatever word you decide. And you put it aside. Mm-hmm. And we'll get back to it at the end. Okay. So for this first episode, we're going to focus on a series of things uh, because you're an entrepreneur, you're a female entrepreneur, and you have a lot of passion and vision for what you're doing. So first of all, to talk about your why, what actually made you create Beauty Square? Yeah, I think that's that's actually kind of a complicated question for me because uh, the idea has, has evolved a lot since I, I first had it. And, and when people ask me, how did you get the idea? I, I'm actually a little confused because I can't really remember anymore. <laughs> but but uh, my, my main why is that I want to help people feel good. I've always suffered from low self-esteem myself. Uh, and a lot of it uh, was due to my physical appearance. I suffered from acne when I was younger, and I've always had uh, a lot of eczemas and stuff like Which that. I had acne when I was in high school. Exactly, <laughs> and you know how that can influence yeah. a young adult. And and also I was born with this genetic eczema disease, so that also had a lot of influence on how I dressed and, you know, just my general self-esteem uh, when I was younger. And, and unfortunately, I gave it to my daughter as well, so she will have to deal with it as well. And I see her becoming a, a young adult as well and having her problems with her skin also. So I just want to have some tools for her to use when she's in that place where she needs some help. You created Beauty Square for her. She was always on top of my mind when I thought of this. I see. Can yeah. you explain to us what ex- what exactly Beauty Square yeah. is? You, what is the service? Or sure. Vision that so Beauty want? Square is, uh, is an IT platform, uh, so a website where you can go and have a look of available time slots within the beauty industry. So uh, if you are beauty salon, you, you can plot in all the available times and then the customer or the end user will go to our platform and then they can see all the available times with all salons in the area that they want to go to so if they need a time right away they can get that so useful exactly and they can book it straight away and go straight away so it's just like when you get the idea you want to execute on it fast and then this is a platform where you can do that how long have you been like uh, in the process of creating beauty square so I I went to this uh, entrepreneur boot camp in March and that's where I had the idea I didn't have the idea at the bootcamp, but I came with the idea to to the bootcamp, and then I kind of reflected upon it with the other bootcamp participants, and uh, decided to go 
full time on it from April. And I knew I couldn't do it by myself, so I was looking for a co-founder the entire time. And I found one in Fleming, my co-founder and CTO, and he started in May. So from May, we have been working on, on the platform, May this year, 2019. And you said that ever since you had the idea, it has been changing or yeah. mutating. How yeah. far has it stretched? It's, it's actually stretched a lot because, you know, my main why was to make people feel good. And in the beginning, it was around mental health. I myself have suffered a lot uh, with, you know, both depression and just being down and the low self-esteem yeah, also. Really. So uh, and I see my daughter have, having some of the same issues and a lot of people actually having a lot, lot of, of the same the same issues. So so in the beginning, I, I thought this should be a platform for psychologists. So whenever you need to book an appointment to talk to somebody, you can actually do it right away. And that idea is not completely thrown away because we are working on another platform parallel to Beauty Square. So, so that will happen as well. Yeah. She's working on the monopole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will be the squares of everything. <laughs> well, and that's great because yeah. you think that in Denmark there is a space for Beauty Square. I think there is. It will be hard and it will not happen only with the bookings. We need to, and that was never the idea. I wanted to create a community. Mm-hmm. So I want I want some content. I want something that people can visit every day and see new stuff and read about new treatments and stuff they've never heard about. And maybe even just discovering that there are actually treatments for some kind of problem they have, right? I also wanted to be a place where the users can interact with each other and help each other out. But also, I think we need to also think about the salon owners because they are very alone in their business. And I think we need to kind of create this community around those guys as well, making events and stuff where they can meet each other and just, you know, have some kind of a community with each other. Working together. Working together, yeah, instead of being competitors. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of beauty spaces here in Copenhagen. That's We're a lot. In Copenhagen, so like <laughs> literally, like you walk down the street, you count one, two, three, four, five. So the market is you. Yeah, yeah, but also there's a lot of struggling. So, so it's a uh, yeah. yeah, give and take business, yeah. right? So true. Now that we have set the context, let's talk about the behind the scenes mm-hmm. because I've known you for more than a month now. Mm-hmm. We met in June. How have you like grown from the moment you decided to become the founder and all the ups and downs of creating your mm. own startup, how have you mentally, emotionally overcame mm. the um, the pressure of it? I don't think I have, actually. It's kind of a roller coaster to be an entrepreneur. So it's ups and downs all the time. And I don't think it's something you will ever overcome, actually. <laughs> you never overcome you it. You never <laughs> overcome it, but you learn how to handle it. I'm still in the process of learning that. <laughs> but, but I think the way I've developed is like I'm I'm not actually, you know, because right now I've just been in a slump. <laughs> I've been I've been in one of the the valleys and coming up from that right now, so I'm not sure. But I think I think I believe more in myself even though there's a lot of people who who are telling me this will never work and, you know, why are you doing this and why are you sacrificing a good salary and your engineering degree and stuff like that? And and I don't see it as that. I don't see it as a sacrifice. I see it as an opportunity. Do you think it's cultural? In yeah. Denmark, people don't actually create startups or create yeah. companies? No, it's, it's changing for sure. There's a big startup culture in Copenhagen, at least. I don't know about the rest of the country. It's a Scandinavian but kind of Yeah, yeah, place. yeah. So it's definitely changing. But, uh, but there's also something about, you know, having taken a long education and 
you know, yeah, choosing a completely <laughs> different path. And just, I had the education where I, I, I was earning a lot of money. And both my, my parents and friends and everybody have been like, why sacrifice that? But, you know, it's not, I don't believe that money gives you happiness. So that's that's what it boils down to. Yeah, I agree as well. So you need to do something that you're really passionate about. And I, I am with this i'm really passionate about building this and seeing my vision come true yeah so that's yeah. what i sensed the first yeah. time i met you yeah and i knew i had to work with you <laughs> so <laughs> oh that's good i'm so happy you did <laughs> because it's the thing that when you are creating something building a company and you have to find people to work with for example you found your co-founder mm-hmm. um there's a lot of gathering a set of people who understand what you're doing and who want to like help you build it exactly so how do you how do you approach recruitment how do you approach not even recruitment, but actually inviting those talents to work with mm. you. I'm, I'm, I'm not actually sure how I do it because it's some. It's just intuitively. I think it's a, it's a gut feeling. Whenever you meet a person, if she or he is the right match, so that's how I do it. I, I did it with you. I had a gut feeling that you would be exactly right. Yeah, me too. And yeah. <laughs> And the same with Fleming, he's so sweet and nice, and I had a gut feeling that he was a good human being. Mm. And that's what I want to work I don't want to work with assholes. <laughs> and I don't want to work with people who are just, you know, in it for, for the fame and fortune. Mm. So I think it comes down to gut feeling. And of course you can make mistakes, but mm. I haven't so far, so, <laughs> so yeah. No, she's a pretty good boss. <laughs> and, um, flexible, always like open to ideas, prototypes and everything, so it's... Oh, I'm happy you say that. I'm not saying this because you're my first <laughs> I'm genuinely saying it because if there was something that was not going right I think I would have told you and I would have gone back to Paris and, this, and the same for me I would also have told you if, if I didn't feel yeah. that it was working so yeah. let's talk about honesty because yeah. it's true that you don't have that much time no. you're building something yeah. you, you mentor but you don't have that extra time to really like okay try to polish everything how do you approach people events that are not easy to deal with you just go tell clearly that i don't want to work with you or i don't want to invest in my company or how do you approach those difficult conversations i haven't so far but if i were to imagine it i would think that i would approach it very gently it's a matter of having passion right and yeah. and whenever somebody doesn't have the passion you can feel it straight away and i think that's what you need to to make them understand that it's not personal just a matter of mismatch in regards to business right so i I would think and hope that i would approach it like that because yeah you do have a business background yes exactly straight to the point yeah and business is business. Business is business, but you know, people are also people and they have hearts and and you need to <laughs> understand that. Yeah, that. it's not robots, you know, and, and some some companies, I've worked for one company that treated people like robots and just like a f- factory. And, and I don't believe in that. How do you envision your next office? Like, because for now you're working in a co-working space with mm-hmm. other startups all around you. Yeah. But very soon, finger crossed, you'll mm-hmm. be working in your own environment. How do you envision that? Oh, it's much like all the uh, cool new startups you see in the startup office. I just visited one uh, super cool place from the company called Tatudo. I just loved their office space. It was mm. so inviting and, you know, super casual. And it's a tattoo platform, so they had a tattoo machine. <laughs> so <laughs> I just love that, you know, it's it's part of the passion, right? So it's just 
It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And they have like drawings of of tattoos up on the wall and campaigns they've done with the people that are tattooed and super cool pictures. And, you know, this big neon sign with tattoo written all over and a a nice coffee machine. (laughs) And, you know, just a super cool place where people are relaxed and, you know, the atmosphere is just nice. So relaxed. And one thing I do not see is myself sitting in a corner office behind some wall. I do not see that. It's not fun. <laughs> it's, it's not, it, and it's not for me because I don't think that's that's the way to m- make business because that's so uninviting for all the your colleagues to come and give you feedback and and just come with new ideas and stuff like that. I wouldn't go to somebody who was sitting in a in a corner office by themselves. I wouldn't say, "Hey, do you know what? I have this idea." Because you would think twice about, "Hey, should I really yeah. disturb this yeah, person exactly. behind that yeah. wall?" So that's one thing I don't see for myself. But otherwise, I think. I hope we will have a, a nice office with a relaxed atmosphere and yeah. Great. <laughs> I'd like to talk about your mental capacity to always be joyful because she is. Oh, you believe? <laughs> she's genuinely just like, I would say, cool. And even if there's a lot of work, the vibe is still positive and cool. So oh, I'm happy you're mean... saying that because I don't feel like that. <laughs> Sometimes I'm coming, coming into the office and I'm like, oh... I hope I'm not too negative today. <laughs> but still, when I when you, you interact with me, other people, you like still alive. Mm. So, how does it like affect the work? I think it comes down to I, that I surround myself with people that I like, and when you do that, it's just easy to be positive. So, if I didn't like you, I don't think we would have the same vibe in the office, right? We wouldn't crack jokes. No, we would not crack jokes. I mean, we would not be small talking, and you know, having that banter that makes it you know fun to work in yeah exactly. so i think it comes down to surrounding yourself with people that that have a nice vibe and, and that you enjoy working with yeah so cool. it's super super easy like that mm-hmm. yeah not a science <laughs> <laughs> one thing that i've always been curious about the fact that you created a startup mm-hmm. first of all the word startup <laughs> oh yeah even before you have the money, even before you have the partners, you have to believe mm. that it's already done. Yeah. Where we work right now, we have like everywhere messages reminding reminding us that, you know, we have to stay positive. For example, mm-hmm. now, right now I read, sell the problem yourself, not the product. We're surrounded by like quotes, quotes yeah. and just being in the vibe of mm. it's possible, remind mm. yourself it's possible. Do you for yourself when you're like in your own sacred space do that remind yourself? Yeah, I, I should be better at that actually because it's actually something also because before I talked about the valleys and the hills, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's just roller coaster and, and that's why we have all the quotes because it's mm-hmm. not only for me, it's like every mm-hmm. founder out there mm-hmm. have have this it's super super hard and peter one of the guys from uh, from this office from one of the other companies actually described it very well he said founders are so used to getting no's that they would be super daters <laughs> i think he's actually spot on because in this business you get so many rejections and mm. no's and you know disbelieve in your product yeah, exactly. and disbelieve in your skills and so when you've gone through that you know you can do anything in yeah. regards to dating after that because you would, it will not hurt you. You're just used to getting the, those kind of uh, denials and rejections and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Can't remember the question now. <laughs> do you like personally at home or when you're by yourself yeah. working, remind yourself with codes? Or... Yeah, I'm not used to it uh, recently, but I, I should be doing that. But I have this method called uh, 
EFT, the electrofrequency tapping. It's a method I, I use whenever I'm in, in this funk, when I'm down and, you know, just not feeling positive about the process and, and, and having these doubts that we all have, and I have them as well very often. I can, feel, I can be like, oh, should I continue? Should I just get a job? Should I just, you know, apply for something and, and stop doing this? And whenever I have, I have these uh, thoughts, I do this, and it's a process where you, you tap on some nerve centers on your body, and while you're chanting something positive, something oh. that you want to remind you yourself of. Your mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the word it programs your your body actually to oh. to be positive about what you're doing and and the thing you're chanting. So you can use it on anything. If you have a heartbreak or something, you can use just chanting something positive about yourself or whatever. Anywhere? Uh, no, it's specific, it's places? specific places. It's okay. on top of your head is one, and there's uh, by your collarbones. Okay. There's actually also one just uh, next to your yeah. nose. Here? Yeah. Okay. There's one on your wrist. So there's, there's and also here on the side of your body in where your bra, bra would sit. Uh, there's also okay. one there. And I do I do them all, so it's this process, mm -hmm. and I, I do it. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's great. I can really recommend that to everybody. Mm -hmm use that and i need to do it myself <laughs> so maybe i should put a reminder <laughs> remember <Yeah. laughs> and this would remind you yeah exactly <laughs> let's talk about how your relationships with other startup founders mm. like teaming up when you need support and mentoring i'm super bad at that you know because I'm. I like how honest she is. She's yeah. not talking like small talk. Just, I'm super bad at this, but just. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I'm just. I'm the the most introvert person that you will ever meet. So I'm not. I'm not the one to go up to a person and say, "Hey, I'm Heidi, and I have this business." And it's funny, but because when you listen, when I listen yeah. to you, when I speak to you, yeah. I don't sense that. No, a lot of people say yeah. that, but I, that that is a fact. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm freaking everybody. But you know, when I'm in small gatherings, it's not as bad as as you you went to me to that mm. event, and I'm just in the corner, just oh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Get me out. <laughs> Whenever it's kind of with networking in focus, I I have a problem. But the way I do it is like actually normally through another person. So oh, somebody will introduce me to to another guy, and then I will have a talk with that guy. Okay. Like a one-to-one yeah. is better. Yeah, one-to-one -one is better. Or, or if people come to me, uh, then I'm forced to say something, right? <laughs> so so that happens a lot as well. I just went to this Czech barbecue event, which is a big, 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 like what do you call that? A, um, I don't even know what to call it. 8,000 people yeah. went to that. So a it's series of startups, and series of startups, and a lot of speaks, yeah. and you know. And I did not go to any of the booths <laughs> because I was like, oh, I don't know what to say, and how do I do this? And but but then I I stood at one of the tables just watching uh, one of the speaks, and people came to me <laughs> and started asking me questions, and that's a nice way to yeah. do it. Maybe you don't need to actually go out there. No, exactly. Time. I think I need to. I need to kind of overcome that as well mm. because. I think that's important when you're a founder to to be able to approach people that you would like to yeah. help help you. I can't do that. I just do it with the um, tattoo founder. Uh, but that was, you know, online by email. <laughs> it's a regular yeah. place to start. Yeah. So you actually reach out to people. Yeah. And with the other startups owner who are here, how do you yeah. create a sense of team, even if you're not in the same team? Mm. like supporting each other I think other yeah yeah I think you said that yourself supporting each other whenever there's some problems and just giving your input and feedback <laughs> yeah exactly and you know just Peter today came and 
he was super bummed by something that happened in his company and just giving support and you know maybe even some feedback and have you thought about this and yeah general feedback and and support and then it'll, it'll come the same way when yeah. whenever i need it do you think that there should be more groups like for example here we're at the cbs mm. but into the csc copenhagen school of entrepreneurship exactly do you think there should be like a main focus in a place like this for gathering startups owners only to talk about how the process is and to really be open about supporting yeah. and ups and downs. i think that would be nice but but at the same time a lot of founders are super super busy so yeah. i don't think they would uh, prioritize it and that's that's the conundrum right yeah It's uh, something that they need, but but something also that is down-prioritized. But I think that would be super, super useful, especially talking about mental health. I can see, or I can sense at least, that a lot of us are dealing with these ups and downs, and, and some are really having some downs, right? Mm. And helping each other overcome that. Mm. I think that would be super amazing. Is it because when you're owner or founder, you always have to be like on top? Yeah. Before your team, you can't be yeah. negative. You can't just show them that things are going that bad. Exactly. And um, and it's the same for finding investors. And you always have to show that you look your best, so to yeah. speak. I'm, I'm putting in quotes, crow signs. But, but because who wants to invest in a founder that looks like she or he is becoming mm. really, really depressed, right? Yeah, it's, it's a problem because... At one point, you want to be honest, and at the same time, you want to <laughs> you want to have some funding, right? So it's just a it's hard to to be in that limbo. Yeah, honesty. Honesty. So honesty among founders would founders would be super nice. Yeah. Yeah. Something go and get some huge coffees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And, but we do it in small groups here. You know, we do it like okay. super honest with each other about yeah. the ups and downs. I understand why you come back all smiley. Oh, I had happy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you bring something for me? I brought you a poem. Yeah. Yeah, and I just did a quick translation. It was actually quite hard to. So I only brought you... I'm working on this poem, which is a sonnet, and it's a sonnet ring. Can you just explain to everyone what is your other side projects? Because she also writes poems. <laughs> I write poems, yeah. I wrote a lot when I was younger, and then I stopped when I had my daughter and had a long, long, long break. I was super unhappy in that period, and I... I've come to believe that writing is just something I need to do. And it's not something I've been open about before. And now I am. <laughs> and I think that's a good thing because now it's all out there. And maybe it's not good, but I do it and I like it. And it's kind of a passion of mine. Yeah. So, yeah. And it keeps a balance between what you do. Uh, it does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's also hard, actually, because it's uh, you need to be in a special kind of mood to write poems. Yeah, it, yeah it's like, uh, it's not... You can force a poem, but that will never be good. But you need to be kind of in this state of mind where the poem comes to you. It sounds weird, but it's it's like that. It's like your medium and it's just blowing out of your hands. And that's actually, I found that it's really, really hard to be in that state of mind uh, with all of this business going on. Yeah, but you need to prioritize it. And I, I actually haven't been for a long time, so I need to do that again. <laughs> Another reminder, right? Do you want me to read it? Yeah, sure. Okay, so like I said, it's a, it's a sonnet ring, and that means that it's several pages of sonnets, and the ring means that uh, the first line from each of the pages make up the last page of the poem. So every first line makes an entire poem on the last page. Interesting. And it's called uh, Black Sun, and Black Sun is a phenomenon you can watch in these months, actually, in uh, Jutland. 
and it's uh, where thousands and thousands of a bird called starling, uh, they uh, come together and they do this kind of a ballet in the air. It's super, super, super amazing to I watch. To see that. It's called, and they call it Black Sun because they Black it's Sun Black Sun because blackbirds and they they cover the sun when they oh, do it right. Wow. So it's it's super amazing. You can look it up on YouTube and and see some lovely. Uh, I'll put the link. To yeah, that. some lovely uh, videos of it, and then that that phenomenon was what inspired me to do this. I only brought the first page, but I'll read it okay. for you. Okay. Fly across the sky, the wings of the earth, like a giant bird with thousand wings, a massive eraser that leaves my happiness alert. Is this flickering for me? Is it the shadow of my childhood, broken into a thousand lives I now see? Like holograms, they fly through my childhood sheets of cotton, reaching but grabbing nothing, the denial of memories that was forgotten. A black demon in this breathtaking bird ballet, like patterns in my childhood kaleidoscope. Fragile old pictures in the evening shine way. I watch them quietly on the hill, in the marshes wet evening red. Nature's beautiful black happiness pill. Wow, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. I think you have a deal now. <laughs> Publishing. <laughs> I don't think so. There's no money in poetry. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. You can sense the images because mm. you use really like specific words about kaleidoscope and everything. Exactly. Really beautiful. I really want you to see the video now. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful. The oh, dancing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, really. You're for welcome. Sharing. Because actually what I do before any kind of episode is I actually ask my conversationalist to bring to me a quote, a poem, a book, anything, an object that really matters for you. So mm -hmm. I'm happy. I brought mine. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book? Ah, can it's I read a book? Yeah. It's a small book? Yeah. From, sorry for the noise. From designer Yama Boon. Oh, I love that. An amazing designer, book designer. And uh, this is kind of... Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. It's a mi miniature book, yeah. and I love the casing as yeah. well. So everything is absolutely beautiful about it. It's the architecture of the book. Exactly. And it's all her work so far, from 1986 to 2013. That's amazing. So, That's a nice yeah. way to, to make a book, right? Yeah. And it goes well with the poem as well. Exactly. <laughs> it does. You need to make a book like that at some point. I'm working on a book. Oh, you're working on it? About oh, about her? Yeah. I was thinking about your own work. No, it's way too early. <laughs> it's way too early, like yeah. But you can nice. start it now. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that when you're like a youngster like me, I've not been in the industry for no. seven to eight years. It's not long enough to no, that's true. think about that's you know, true. a collection. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge collection, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's impressive. That's really. a life work. Yeah. So let's put another word. Mm -hmm. Just what comes to mind? Yeah. So, at the beginning of the talk, mm -hmm. the word that came to me was push, mm -hmm. and now the word that I have is lovely. So, for me, my kind of mantra for the conversation is push lovely. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's quite a jump, right? Yeah. From push to lovely. And you? So, mine was, uh, in the beginning, I wrote courage, and now I wrote truth, I think. Mm. Yeah. Emotions. like Emotions, also. exactly, yeah. Yeah. Courage to truth, yeah. Mm -hmm. You find truth once you take the leap of faith. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Push lovely and courage truth. Those are, that is actually the set of words for the conversation. 
Thank you so much, Heidi. You're welcome. So we'll see you very soon and maybe she'll come back. I think she'll come back. Maybe. And tell us more about how Beauty Scrap evolved and how she has evolved as well and give us some tips about staying positive and enthusiastic. So see you very soon, everyone. Expand enthusiasm, people. Bye-bye. You can force a poem, but that will never be good. But you need to be kind of in this state of mind where the poem comes to you. It sounds weird, but it's, it's like that. It's like your medium and it's just flowing out of your hands.